0: The Church Sound Podcast is brought to you by Invisible Media Training. If you want to empower your tech staff, we have courses that teach churches the technical tools for ministry. Hit them at InvisibleMediaTraining.com. It's time to empower and grow.
1: Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, part of the Repurpose Network, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, and what we do... We talk to real people, pastors, leaders, engineers, tech people, manufacturers, worship leaders, all about church, technology, and provide solutions for a successful Sunday morning service. You ready? It's time to take a ride. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I am your humble host, Mr. Prentice Thompson. Welcome to episode number 116. Would you believe it? hmm Beautiful day in the neighborhood, and we have a great, great, great show for you before we get started. I'd like you to do a couple of things. If you're in the car, if you're in the crib, uh if you're in the gym, like, subscribe, review, share, do what you got to do. And if you're in the car, like, just don't take your hand off the wheel. Just don't do that. You know, don't go praising the Lord, or, or, you know, but, but I'm, I'm just here to let you know that we have a lot of information for you. So before we get started, um, I just want to share something with you real, real quick. And this has something to do with the training, what we're going to do today. It's a very popular verse in the Bible, in Hosea 4.16. It says, my people are destroyed by the lack of knowledge. Now, knowledge is good, but without application and experience, uh, But I have a really good guy that can kind of break all of that down. Because, you know, training, as I know, is is defined as a planned learning experience designed to bring about permanent change in an individual or a ministry, their knowledge, their attitudes, and their skills. And I have a hero of mine. He didn't know he was a hero of mine. I have Dougle from Worship M D. And I'd like to welcome him to the Church Sound Podcast. Welcome,
0: my brother. Oh, well, what an honor to be on with you today, Prentice. Thank you for inviting me.
1: I'm, I'm super excited I, I you were, you were really shocked that I told you that I was I was a fan that I that I watched all your videos I, I, you know you sound like a rock star you know like you know I grew up to your music and you know. <laughs> you're a legend
0: in my own Yeah, you're, you're right, I,
1: right. I, <laughs> I watched mixing the church with I watched that thing so many times wow so many times and probably the biggest thing I learned at the time, I was mixing at a church, and they had a it had a bass player with a huge cabinet, and I could not get the guy to turn down. <laughs> Every Sunday, I could not get this guy to turn down. I would explain it to him and listen. You're ringing through the house, you're muddying up the sound. People, you know, people, you know, um, Sister Mildred in the front row, like you say, Sister Mildred <laughs> in the front row, is <laughs> <It's> complaining. <laughs> It's complaining. And so I watched the video. And then that, that Sunday when I went to do the line check, he came in a little early. I said, okay, great. So I'm, I'm getting everything set up I'm getting the drums set up. Cause it was like a, they set up, they, they were doing church in 42nd street movie theater. Oh, wow. So it was like a tent thing. So it was set up, break down every Sunday, every Sunday. in 630 every in the morning. So it was a lot of work. Right. And I just told him to play. I said, can, can you step, step towards me for a little bit? He starts playing, stepping towards me. And when he got about five or six feet, his eyes were like saucers. <laughs> his eyes were like saucers. And what? I was like, it worked. It worked.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. And I talked him into backing the cabinet up and like I never had a problem about it. So I just want to thank you.
0: Oh, that's funny, man. We we learned a different way. We learned we learned by accident, as I think I mentioned in the, uh, yeah. in the in that cast, playing in bar bands when I was in my 20s. And we couldn't get the bass cabinet next to the drums. So it went off stage. It was the first time we ever saw our bass player turn the thing down. <laughs> you know, if you were a toupee, that thing would have been 15 feet in the air. Oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but thank you so much, man. I've, I've, I've gleaned from your knowledge. I just want to thank you, give you your flowers now. Um, our listeners are going to be very excited about getting some some great knowledge from you. So let me ask you this question. Yeah. How did this all begin for you?
0: Okay, so I played in rock band. Like, Is after the Navy, I got out and uh, played in rock band So I was 30. Got saved and had to get a real job. I was getting married. I married my girlfriend and uh, worked in a music store and I became a rep in New England, where I grew up, Connecticut. Okay. For JBL and Soundcraft and AT and Kramer guitars when Eddie Van Halen was still playing them. <clears throat> and then I became, a, I'm a keyboard player, that's what I am. I'm not really a, a tech engineer kind of guy, I'm a, I'm a musician. Same with me. <laughs> and uh, I think musicians make the best techs because we listen to music. We know how music's supposed to sound. So if you're trying to teach some nerdy IT guy how to mix, probably not gonna work, right? <laughs> He doesn't listen to music. He listens right. to radio. So right. maybe your pastor sounds like Sean Hannity, but I don't. I don't care. <laughs> then, so from there, I became a, a, a sales manager for North America, Eastern half for Emu Systems. They made SP12. Oh yeah. AMS, Proteus. Oh yeah. So I was, had all that stuff. <laughs> I was a sales manager for them for like not quite two years, and then my boss from Emu went back to Tascam and took me with him. And I was with Tascam for ten years as a regional called on B&H. Jacob Middleman was one of oh, my guys wow. yeah, visit with. And, uh, and then uh, right after 9-11, I got let go with 25 other people from Towson and uh, sure hired me four months later. It was the first non-sales job I ever had. They made me a U.S. market development manager. Wow. The, the verticals were, as you know, verticals, there's, there's touring, there's install, mm-hmm. there's church, there's government, there's schools. And, I'm a believer now so I spent most of my time in the worship vertical right because that's who needed the most help you know how many recording studios you're going to knock on the door on but if I find a conference where a bunch of churches are going for training and that's what I did I just looked the, at the internet and I said where are these worship training conferences they're all primarily music at the time there was one in Dallas called International Worship Institute and I called guys anybody teaching mic techniques or anything about monitoring or mixing He says, why would we want that? I said, "We got a band on stage. What do you think is happening out in front? Wow. So he said, all right, come on down. And I just started crashing parties. And it ended up, I was doing about 30, 35 events a year. And then they put me in charge of um, connecting with worship artists. Because they were strong with urban gospel, you know. Mm -hmm. But they had nothing of the other genres. Nothing in rock, metal, and rap. You know, there was... A lot of Christian alternatives to that stuff. So I went to the Dove Words, I signed Mercy Maid. Then I signed Chris Tomlin. Then I signed Israel Houghton. Then I signed David Crowder, Band, And it was just crazy after that. Wow. Seven years that, was like that at Sure, And then they let me go. They said, well, you've run its course. My travel budget was like 100 grand. They were paying me six figures. Wow. And I had 25 events left on my calendar when they let me go. And I said, What are we going to do about these? We, we told them we're going to be there. They said, No, you're going to have to call them all up and tell them we're not going to do it. We're done. I said, Okay. I called all these events up. I said, I don't have a job anymore at SURE, so I won't be able to come. They said, Doug, we didn't care about SURE. Is there any way you can get here? Mm. And then the light came on, and the Lord kind of told me, He said, Are you done with this mission yet of training volunteers in the church? And I said, well, I don't want to be, but how am I going to do it? He says, What does a missionary do when he runs out of support? He has to solicit support. Mm. Right when he said that, the phone rang from Audio-Technica. They said, we can't hire you full-time. Is there some way we can work together? And And I had this vision of being an independent market development person that focuses on the church because nobody in the church knows how to do this stuff. They don't do it as a vocation. Right. The cop who's running sound and you got a plumber playing guitar, right? The soccer mom who's the, the lead singer, right? So then PreSonus came on with AT and then I've had, man, over the years, Chord, Westone, Yamaha, Earthworks. Um, right now I've got Heil microphones, AEA ribbon microphones. I've got Mackie and I've got, I'm doing artist relations for Martin guitar. So all the artists who play Martin or want to play Martin call me and mm-hmm. That's basically it. Wow! It's just a freelance market development thing to connect the industry to the church. It's building a bridge, a relationship. Right. Sometimes it's just they think that the manufacturer just wants me to bring the brand into the church. But on the other side, Martin, for instance, they thought they were getting creamed by Taylor in the worship artist. No, you're not. You ever don't don't know any of these artists, do you? Hillsong, Gateway, Elevation, Bethel, yeah. all these guys, House Fires, Maverick City, yeah. they're all playing Martin, and they don't know any of them. So that's the alternative. It's a bi-directional thing. Gotcha. They get to know the brand, and the people get to have a relationship with it. Like you
1: get a, a handshake.
0: Yeah, that's it. And it was all a God gig. I, I could never design a gig like this.
1: <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Just thinking along those lines is because you have two different paradigms that are, that are thinking differently, and not even though they're, they're they're so succinctly
0: connected. Right. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, he pours favor on me, even with a guy. I don't think I have the skills of a real engineer. I mean, you want to you want to go to Mix you or something like that with Jeff Sandstrom and Lee Fields and those guys. You're going to learn about Parallel compression, and I say high pass filter to my audience, and they don't even know what I'm talking about. What's a high pass filter? Oh man, why are you mixing with inputs instead of groups? Oh man, that's who I'm getting, and that's who I want to get because they need the leg up. They need the common sense approaches. They don't need physics and math exactly.
1: So exactly, and that and that's that's pretty much what I what I what I do. I do the same thing, and I and I go to these churches, and I give them. I speak in their language. Right. I give them. I give them. I give them the the phrase that connects the engineering lingo. Right. But I show them how. Right. And I and that's what I got from you is that showing you showing you how, like oh. even like the EQ um thing you do uh, your engineer did, uh, you know I learned a lot of that from from your video like subtraction. I was like, right. because in in the in the studio it's addition most of the time.
0: Right, but you're cutting before you're boosting life Right, because there's too many things conflicting on the stage in the same space. Right. So if you want a vocal to sit right, you just can't raise the level of it. You right. got to make
1: some space Support. for it to live. Right, and I learned and I learned that from you guys. So thanks, thanks again. So let me ask you this: Like, I know when when I when I visit churches, um, I, it, you have these certain personalities. I, I have them, I have them labeled. I have <laughs> the I have the good servant with no knowledge. Right. I have the know it all who's never wrong. I have the pastor's favorite who gets away with everything. Right. Then you have the over technical guy who's it was it, it's more or less like if Michael Jordan was a coach, Yeah. would be like it's the, it's the same it's the same thing. It's like he'd be the worst coach ever.
0: Yeah. The best players aren't the best coaches, are they? And that's it. And it's
1: right. It's so crazy, and it's like then you have the person that that wants to learn has no one to teach him. Right. So the why? Church,
0: and the church doesn't put a premium on it. Right. Faith comes by hearing, but we don't right. want to pay for it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is that is that is so true. Like a lot of times when I visit churches, I ask, the, I'll ask, like I'll meet with the pastor and. And they'll say, "Well, um, well, how much?" And I'm not giving the number, and they're like, "Well, we don't know." I said, "Me ask you a question. <laughs> so, if if you needed plumbing fixed in your church, who would you call? You call a plumber, right? You would not call the carpenter, and, and you wouldn't got you wouldn't call the guy that flies flies drones for the weekend. You wouldn't call him, right?" Right. It's the same thing. It's just so it's 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 so crazy to me that the musicians that you that you bring in they know scales, yeah. They trained, they went through that process, but the process of applying that to your AV AVL ministry now, right. it's like it's like in the back of their brains.
0: Right.
1: It doesn't. It not it resonate. It
0: doesn't figure in the equation at
1: all. Right. Right. So, w- what's your process like when you first start with a church? Like, what w- what's your process?
0: The process is if I'm because I do conferences mostly, but there, there are, are churches who want me to come and just train their team. So the, I I teach holistically. You've probably seen videos where the guy is teaching audio in a vacuum. He's he's talking about EQ or or compressors or dynamics or mixing, but there's there's no source material coming in doesn't have a live band. Right. So I always teach holistically. If I'm gonna to go to a church and teach the tech team, I want the worship team there. And I want all the members there. Because what I wanna what I wanna observe is how they relate to each other. Mm. Do they know each other? Are they friends with each other? Because as I've said many times, I can solve more problems relationally than I can technically. I got a guitar player playing too loud. Let's go out and have coffee, man. We gotta talk about this. What's your wife's name? Who do you like for guitar players? What kind of music do you listen to? For so we become friends, right? So if a guy comes in and I don't know and I tell him to turn his amp down, what's he going to say? I don't know you, man. Get out of my face! Mm-hmm. And he turns it up. But if I know the guy very well and say, "Hey Tim, can you do me a favor? It's a little loud in the house today." No problem, Dougie. I'll, I'll turn it down. That's relation, right? So you can't have a good mix if the band is no good. <laughs> and yeah. I've been called into churches to heal, put my hands on the guy's ears and heal them like I have some spiritual power to <laughs> heal people, right? So after I listen to the band play, I go, you know, he didn't do a bad job. You guys stink. <laughs> you guys aren't self-mixing. You're not listening to each other. There's no arrangement to your music. It all sounds like a bunch of jumble three guitar players playing. So I always like to do things holistically and explain. There's lots of reasons why this sound might not be bad, but it can't be all his fault. Right. I'm tired of him getting blamed for everything. Every time something happens, it's wrong with the sound or even if the coffee machine doesn't work or the lights don't go on. It's right. always the sound guy's fault. Right. Even the offering was bad because we have a bad. sound. <laughs> <thumb. laughs>
1: That's so. That's that's so true. A lot of times when I when I, when I when I go to churches, I bring the pastoral team in too, because a lot of times what happens is, say Mother Jones is giving an announcement, she has the mic like off by her left ear, and then then complain, I couldn't hear myself on the live stream. And then, and then the audio guy gets called in. Like you know, Mother Jones, you know, she's a, uh, she's one of our founding members, and da 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 da. She could not hear herself, and this is unacceptable. So I bring people in. And I said, this is how you use the microphone. This is how you place the microphone. You know, this is this. We're going to show you where you should clip your 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 live. Right. We're going to show you like all all the stuff that we know that that's that's that works. That's right. that's that's textbook textbook to the layman. It makes no sense for them because, it, you know, if, if if I have to put a live on, on on my blouse and my blouse is is purple, it can't be seen because so I'm going to put it over here on my shoulder right. and.
0: And they talk and, the other
1: and way, they, right? And talk the other way, and it's like, "Can y'all hear me?" Some y'all pray for the audio department, or you get a, it's, it, it, it's it's a nightmare, and everyone turns around and goes, and that and that's and that's what you mean by holistic teaching is that yep. all departments are responsible for excellent sound.
0: You know what you say when they all turn around and look at you, don't you know? get
1: uh, Please, 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 tell me. I heard it, too.
0: (laughs) 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 I have ears. (laughs) So they turn around and go, the feedback, they look at you. Yeah, I heard it. (laughs) 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 It's too funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's the garbage in, garbage out syndrome. You give me bad stuff, I'm going to give you, what can I do with it? I can't fix that. So mic technique is so important and so critical. In fact, some churches have gone to the other extreme. They've got great mics now, but they're using them in the wrong places. Right. You've got eight mics on a drum kit, and then they put plexiglass all around. Oh, my kit. gosh. Yeah. Okay? So what would you do with a PA in a gymnasium? You'd treat it. That's exactly. You put the loudest instrument in the, in the room inside a fishbowl. <laughs> And now you've got all these mics summing together with all kinds of phase incoherencies. Yeah. It screws it up. Use a smaller kit if you don't want the volume. Or right. give the drummer some lessons so he knows how to play musically and dynamically. You know, because right. the, sh- the screen costs you a grand. How many drum lessons is that? <laughs> <sighs> right. Exactly.
1: Or just, hey, listen, can we just go kick, snare, overhead? Can we do overhead.
0: that? Yeah. Or even, overhead. Oh, even if it's overhead and kick, it will oh, work. Yeah. Right. Now, an open stage, you got to be careful with condensers as overheads. Mm-hmm. So, in a shield situation, use as few mics as you can, right. so you won't get as many reflections. But instead of using, you know, on a small stage, people are using two overheads and they're running the system in mono. That doesn't make oh, any sense. Man, yeah, use one overhead. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Unless you're mixing stereo, that's different. But if you, if you, if that's not the case.
0: You just need one. The room mic too, if the mic's too sensitive. Right. Want to try using some dynamics underneath the cymbals? Right. If you need cymbals, right. You might, but you know, dumb it down when you have to. When things are too, too bleeding, I'm picking up too much. You got a a worship leader who's got a condenser standing three feet in front of a drum kit. (laughs) Really? Just move over there. Over there.
1: Right, I, w- 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 we're getting a lot of drums in 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 in, in, in your microphone. I know, you're standing <laughs> next to the drummer. Like, you're, like the drummer's like he's, you can touch him. Like he's right there and he's whacking away. Did you know? That 177 million Americans listen to podcasts? You know, you can listen to podcasts anywhere. Most people listen to at least eight shows a week. So what does that mean for your church? Isn't the goal to reach more people with your message? You know, Tascam has been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide. And now they enter the new age of the podcaster, where they once again combine affordability, portability, and sound quality in one elegant package. With the Tascam podcast. Mixcast 4. Isn't it great to hear the roar of the crowd behind your voice, the tips of your fingers, the ease of use, and the portability of this hardware unit, where you can have four microphone inputs, Bluetooth, telephone, and computer input, all at the reach of your fingers? So do yourself a favor and go to your local retailer or retailer online. And get yourself a Task and Mix Cast 4, because the goal is to reach more people with your message.
0: I was in one church. I, I wanted to be incognito because I, I was just tired and I just wanted to get fed for a while. You ever been there? It's oh, like, yeah, definitely. I just want to sit. And somebody recognized me and said, Can you help us with our drums? I said, Well, what do we you need? It says, Well, the drums are, are, you know, we're getting the drums and the vocal mics. And there's four vocal mics right in front of the drum set. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. They said, "Oh, you don't want us to turn it on? You don't?" No, I can. I see why you're getting that. So, what should what should we do? I said, I'll put the drums over there and the vocal mics over there." But that won't look cool. The drums don't look cool over there. I think we're gonna get a shield. It's okay. Do what you want. I don't care. So they got the shield. Two weeks after, the guy says to me, "We're still getting drums in the vocal." I says, "Yeah, you think a quarter inch piece of plexi stop all that <laughs> drum energy?" he goes, well, we thought it would. We spent $1,500 on it. I said, yeah, well. I said, you know what else you're getting? You're getting the floor monitors, which you're still using, reflecting off off the the shield, shield. into the mics. And that's really making your problem that much worse. He goes, so what should we do? Put the drums over there. there. (laughs) (laughs) And And I
1: didn't do it, right?
0: How many people do you see she using shields and they have no clue? They think it's it's helping. It's the worst. Or right. especially when you see it around like an electronic drum kit. Oh, my you, gosh. That,
1: now, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. It's like, I think a lot of times churches, it's a style thing. It's like, yeah, right. I went to this church and they had shields. Okay, so we need to get shields because at this church, they had shields. So we're going to get shields. And then <laughs> shields around electronic kit and like, See, you see, Pastor, um, you, you got the shields up, so it should sound better.
0: I don't hear the rubber. I
1: don't, I don't hear the
0: rubber. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, see it too, Prentice. Yep.
1: That's, that's, that's hilarious. So let me ask you this. As far as your, so after you go through your first step of, okay, I, I visit, I, I see what the relationships are. Like, what's your next step? Okay.
0: I want to understand if they understand what they're doing in terms of like the system components. If it's a tech thing, I'll use the band later on in the afternoon after I've spent some time with the techs in the morning. So understanding hierarchy of how mixers work. And I'm not teaching gear. Even when I was working for PreSonus, I wasn't teaching PreSonus. Every mixer has a high pass filter. Every mixer has EQ. Every mixer has auxes, pre or post. And every mixer has a master section, a solo, PFL, AFL, ins, outs. Ins don't go to ins. Ins go to outs. Outs go to ins. That's true in nature and it's true in audio. I don't think we have any transgender jacks right now, but <laughs> there might be. <laughs> B had this thing where a quarter-inch male jack wanted to identify as female. Oh, God. That's that was one of the most funny articles. That ever read. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I teach them signal flow, you know? So source to whatever a snake or using a Dante type of thing, a cat pie, which goes into a mixer, digital analog, all mixers have the same terminology. But where is it on this mixer? It's different where it is on an X32 than it would be on a Midas Heritage. But that's the only difference. It's where it's located. Right. The mixer is a mixer. So if you understand terminology and signal flow, you can pretty much go on any mixer, and once you've found out where those things are, operate it. That's what I want to teach. Right. I want to teach microphones, dynamics, moving coils, condensers, ribbons, three-to-one rule, what feedback is caused by... Uh, uh, gain setting is so important. You know, getting the gain stage right, so sound checks become a, a vital part of that with the band. I was at a church in Jackson, New Jersey that hadn't done a sound check in eight years and wondered why their mixes weren't any good. I've been there. <laughs> it's just, you can't take 20 minutes just to make sure that the gains are set. Even if you have recallable preamps, the humidity and the temperature are different today. There's not as many people in the room. You're right. still gonna have to tweak them. Right. You're gonna call them back to what you had last winter is a recallable preamp setting, are you? And the girl's got a cold today. She's not even singing in the same channel anymore. Right. So I don't know what these what these guys think about recallable preamp being such an important feature because even analog or digital, I'm setting those things all the time. And if you have time to set them up correctly, as opposed to like if you're in a, a, a festival where it's one band after another, right. it's a different way of game, game setting. Right. Right. The band's playing the first song. That's your sound check. So now you're looking at the meters and you're adjusting the gains that way. But you're not mixing with gains, right? Exactly. So, uh, amplifiers position of loudspeakers. Are they covering the people? Or are they reflecting off the of walls? You got them against the wall. You're not delaying your back speakers. So there's all kinds of things that go into correcting some of those things before we even get started. Monitors, stage monitors versus in ears. In-ear mixing, what's important in an in-ear mix. Uh, a lot of musicians don't know how to mix their own ears. So you as a tech might have to set up a basic thing for them to get by. Don't forget to pan if you're giving them a stereo mix. That'll make it sound more natural. Right. mom mixes are taking one out of your ear. Don't do that. You know, there's so many things that I have to look at and observe and see what they're doing wrong. Some churches are way ahead of the curve. Some are so behind it. It's like you got to go back below step one. <laughs> Anybody here have any experience at all in in running sound? No hands go up. How many of you are musicians? No, no hands go up. up. How many of you listen to music at least two, three hours a week just by itself, just not to tap your foot, but to actually critically listen to it and try to figure out how that was done? Nobody right. So then you're recommending things like quiz tones or hear EQ or just listening to lots of different genres of music. I remember I mixed a reggae band one time. I had four double 18s and it wasn't enough bass. That keeps coming up to me. I need more bass, man. (laughs) I need more bass. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, I'll, I'll listen to more reggae
1: later. Bad, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's but, it, but that that's that's so true when when you're when you're trying to consult a church it's a evalu- it's, it's the evaluation process. Right. You know, yeah. it's the evaluation process so you know exactly, you know, it's like if you go into the kitchen and you say, oh, I want to make XYZ" and you're looking for your ingredients and you go, "Okay, I want to make something spicy, but I don't have pepper."
0: There's no pepper in here. I'm making mushroom soup, but I have no no mushrooms. mushrooms.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the same exact thing. And uh, sometimes churches just don't realize what
0: they don't have. Or they don't know the questions to ask. Right. Right. Just like there's a lot of dishonest folks out there still, I think, especially for small churches who buy their systems from a music store. Oh, yeah. Let's put these in. It'll sound great. Not paying any attention to what? the steel building, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Then you get these speakers on poles, right, adjacent to the wall. Right. You know, directivity is like this. So you're only getting half of it. The other half reflecting (laughs) off off the the wall. Right. And so there's no attention to acoustics, no attention to signal flow. There's no attention to to what music is supposed to sound like. No idea what frequency versus pitch versus timbre. Uh, And we being musicians grew up listening to music. That's all we did. I grew up in the days of vinyl, where it was a social gathering to open up a new record by Jimi Hendrix or something, put it on the turntable, and everybody would sit back and go, oh my word, this is amazing. And, And read the credits. And then move the speakers around to see what happened if you put it in a corner. Or if you put it closer to the center of the room or got it closer or further away. Same thing with microphones; they're all transducers. So, right. Pick up, and the output is going to be completely different depending on where you put it. Right. So that, and I tell them too. I said, look, I don't expect you to become audio engineers. You can go to school for four years to be an audio engineer, and when you get out, they're going to start teaching how to do it the right way, not just academically, because that's where the rubber meets the road. Right. You guys are doing it like what? Two hours a week, maybe, times fifty-two weeks. If you never take time off, right? You've heard the adage ten thousand hours before. I've mentioned that. <clears throat> so, if you're mixing two hours a week, that's a hundred hours a year. Yeah, that's, it'll take you a hundred years, right, to get to ten thousand. So, you got to do some stuff at home. So, at least listen to music at home. If you do nothing else, just do that for a couple hours a week. Just so you get your ears tuned into what a good mix is versus what a bad mix might be. And a lot of the training I did for PreSonus, we did mix labs all over the country. I set up eight, 10 consoles for people, and I'd run tracks from either with an SD card or with a computer. And just to let them get a feel for what a mix should sound like. You know, before we even get into compressors or EQ, give all me right. a good mix with stereo and level. Let me see what you got. Right. Vocal would be way up here. So- <laughs> The drums would be so soft you could hardly hear them. So let's 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 work on
1: that. Right, application is 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 so important. I, I remember I was I was mixing at a church, and in Virginia, and they would bring in new engineers and and they would just put people in place without you know, finding out what their background was, just say, okay, oh, we got a new guy here. Hey, you know what? You're gonna mix on Wednesday. No, like, no, 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 no. He doesn't know what he's doing yet. So I what I would do is I would I would I would do the have the under balcony mix and I would have the snare slamming. And I say, go downstairs, tell me what you tell me what you hear. And if the guy said, It sounds great, I knew he was a stagehand. Like uh-huh. I know, right. <laughs> but the guy said, the Oh my right. God, the snare is so loud. Oh, 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 we got something to work with. We have attention to detail. That's I great. can work with that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's <a great> test. <laughs> so without, so without me removing him, I would just, it, it was my way instead of going through the whole questionnaire, sure. you see where your ears are immediately. Yeah. Like what right. do you, what do you hear? Because yeah. if you can hear that snare is whacking, then you 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 have some you you have some understanding of music, right. period. Right. No matter the genre, if right. you can say that's a snare and it's too loud,
0: yeah. Then I can work with you. If it it's a if fifty five Ludwig Black Beauty, it's too loud. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a wooden snare. That brass one is too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, as a recruiting thing. That's always a, a difficult thing to uh, evaluate what their skills are. But, man, I'll take anybody that's willing to help, you know. Mm-hmm. if you stage in, God bless it. Teach them how to wrap a cable the right way, and he'll be a, a boon to you and save you time. Oh, man. But um, I teach at Camp Electric every summer for Toby Matt. Oh, wow. Rebecca And I get 13 to 18-year-old kids who want to be, they're all musicians pretty much, but they want to do something different. Some of them become Audio engineers, when they get out of high school, go to college or whatever. But it's fun because we started at the beginning wrapping cables. How do you wrap? Over or under? Not like this. Right. Oh, man. And we do, we do Olympics. We, because it's a camp, we still have to have fun, right? So we'll tie one arm around the back. And I have a, a competition where you have to go and run a cable to a mic stand, which is on the floor with one hand. You have to set the mic stand up, put the mic in it put the cable in it and gaff tape it back to the mixer. Wow, <laughs> that's so them. cool. And the things are falling down and they're trying to put, you know, you ever try to put a, a, a cannon oh, plug into man, a mic I forget with, about one it. with one hand? Oh, gosh. So sort they're of going like, you know. Oh, gosh, that is so <laughs> hilarious. hilarious yeah.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that is hilarious.
0: <laughs> oh, that's
1: hilarious! Oh man, that sounds like a ball. That so sounds might like a try ball. Try that with some of
0: your tech teams sometime. All right, I'm going to give a uh, you know a, an Applebee's coupon to the winner. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that
1: that that's, that's 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 hilarious. You know what the thing I found out is that because you are such a visual. Age we're in now, like everything is. You have to see it. So what I what I've what I've started doing is like when I go to churches, I I just kind of do a a picture, operations manual. Okay, right. I just pull my phone out, right. Take a picture of the board. Here's this. Here's that. Here's this. This right. is how you turn it on. These are the buttons you turn on. I create a whole walkthrough, and yes. then I say, okay, cool. Here now. You follow these instructions. I'm going to stand here, right? And then once I get you past that, then I can say, okay, now you know how to do these things. It's a visual aid. If you if you forget a step, you can always go back and take a look. Right. Oh, on this page is this. On this page is the outputs. Right. Um, what screen? What what scenes should I set for funerals, for weddings, or whatever it is? Right. Um, to kind of make it simple so that I can graduate you. Sure. And yeah, I find good. that it's been very, very helpful.
0: That's great, man. It's very practical. You know, amps on last. <laughs> Amazon first. Amps
1: on last. <laughs> oh, gosh. I could tell you, we all have stories of
0: pop. What was yes. that? Phantom Power. Oh, gosh. Oh, there goes the tweeter. That must have been made of radio show. <laughs>
1: I was at a church one time and they brought me in the mix and I cut the system on and I'm like, where's the, I was like, where's the, where's, where's your low end? Like, I don't see no rumble in the room. And they had no subs. So I walk out into the hallway and they had two 18s just sitting there, not plugged to nothing.
0: Ten years. Wow.
1: I was like, I said, do these work? He was like, yeah. And he'll pass up. I said, do you guys have amps? He's like, yeah, I'll go up, they send me up to this room. It's like eight amplifiers in this room. Wow. Plugged to nothing. Mind you, Fred Hamp Fred, Fred, Fred Hampton was coming to town. He, it was he was performing the next day. No way. Without subs. Without subs. I said, all right, low, well, listen. Yeah. Um let me just test these subs out real quick, make sure they're working, and me let me look at the, the power rating of the amp, and so we can make sure that we're good.
0: Right.
1: So I ran it. It worked. Ran into an aux. Okay, great. Good. You got subs. So I cut the other speakers on. I was like, why? I don't hear nothing in 2K here and on, on the right side of the room. I'm sitting there with the engineer. And I'm like, all right, listen, so um, let me see. It sounds something sounds wonky. So I go up to the speaker to take a real good listen, because everything was in the sky in the balcony. And I was like, I said, You know, the speaker's blown, right? And the guy goes, man, they were really complaining. They really couldn't hear on this side of the sanctuary. On this side, they were complaining that it was too loud. I was like, okay, so we should just get on the speaker. So nah, we're just going to switch it. Switch. <laughs> we're going to switch it. What's fine? We're going to switch the problem. We're going to switch the problem. So, yes, that, the so they won't would stop complaining.
0: Oh, man.
1: And, I, and I'm looking. I said, do you know, Fred, you know, Fred's coming to town tomorrow, right? You know, he has a level that he needs this stuff to be. I'm pretty sure you have his, his writer and it should say some things in there that you guys need to meet. It was the craziest thing. I had to take apart the drummer. This is the, this is the most hilarious thing. The drummer had his own submixer. So he, had, he had a 1604 on stage all right. with all his mics plugged into it plugged into an active wedge. Wow. Nothing's in the house. Just that. Just that. And the pastor's like, I don't understand. I don't know why I don't hear the drums no
0: more. So he was even given a feed from the output mm-hmm. of his 1604 to the band. Nothing. Nothing.
1: Nothing. So I spent a whole day just, okay, um, do you have like two volunteers I could use? Because we have to get things patched in because I didn't see what your runs. It was just, a, it was just, I can go on forever, but it was, it was a nightmare. And then when I realized, I said, yo, you've been, how long, how long has this been going on? Uh about nine months. <laughs> like you
0: gotta be What did you do me. with the broken speaker? Would you just replace the mid or tweeter or something? Or did you get a brand new speaker?
1: I just, I just told him, I said, listen, I looked at the woofer. I, I popped it open. I say, like, listen, if there's a music store around here, we can just go get one. Yeah, right. So I just called the music store, they had it, I went and got it. Mm-hmm. And I zipped it in.
0: Was Fred happy when you were done? Yep. Yeah. Good job.
1: But it's it's that type of stuff that you get commissioned gold star. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Fred is awesome, man. He played at NAM this year. I I'm know. Always.
1: And like this is the year I'm I'm normally there. But this is the one year that I didn't go. And I was like, you got to be kidding me.
0: It's man. just a different time. It's a totally different thing now. It's going to be in April again next year. Really? Yeah. Not in January.
1: Wow. Wow. Because yeah. that, that's going to be my, that's my, that's my winter getaway trip when I live it's in New York.
0: <laughs> for another one. <laughs> Come down to do a live podcast at the WAVE event in Orlando in January. Oh, because- Really? Yeah. Come on and do that. Say, here's Prentice. We're at WAVE. I would We're love be to do talking it. talking to this guy from this manufacturer and say, we'll be talking to this person from over here. Uh, if, by the way, if you want a list of people to have on your show, just let me know. I know some great. Hey, people.
1: I would, I would love a list of people. Um, because, you know, it's the listenership has been growing. I've been doing this for about two years. Yeah. And, it's been growing and growing and growing and growing. Great. And, um, so I'm really, I'm just, I was so excited when Joe told me that he, he knew you, I was like,
0: Oh gosh, that's my hero. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. He's living down there now, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, head or something?
1: Yeah. He doesn't live too far from me. And he found out I lived down here and he was just like, Dude, we have to do lunch. I said, Well, you let me know when you're stop running around the world yeah, and right. you can stop through week it and, and and we can have some lunch. So before you get out of here, let me ask you this question. Sure. If you had to give advice to a say let's say a small church right. um about training. Mm-hmm. I, I say let's say any church about training, what would you say to them?
0: <coughs> um before I give any advice on their training, I, I have to know something about the people that are there. I have to know their commitment level, I have to know their experience level, and what their desire is to learn. I mean, because as you know, I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make them drink. So there's a whole bunch of things I would probably ask before I even attempt to give them any advice. I would ask them for a gear list, what they're using for gear. To see if there's any idiosyncrasies with that. Um, I would ask, basically, probably for some kind of a recording. It doesn't have to be multi-track, but maybe a two-track recording of a, a worship service that would act as my ears. Let's say, I'm like on a handheld Zoom or a scam or something like that. Which I think all churches should do anyway. They should be recording every service. Right. When the pandemic hit, my business imploded. I had lost my whole business. All my clients left. There was no live events. I was getting constant barrage of questions on streaming. Oh, yes. Me too. And so churches are fortunate if they have one person who can mix. But who am I going to put on a broadcast mix? And they yeah. think it's the same thing. Two or if different it's animals. one guy who's sending like a copy of his front of house to... No. So I just watched recently, I watched 15 churches in the Trent, New Jersey area just to see what their streams are like. And every one of them, big, small churches. Oh. Terrible. So I said, you know what? I got time. I'm just going to create a class every Tuesday night about how to make your stream better. And I had like 15, 16 churches show up. And we talked about what the differences are and what you need to do to make them better. You can just start simply by adding some room mics. Right. Um, You know, start there. (laughs) Don't put them in your mains. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't do that. (laughs) All the way up to like having a separate room with a separate console, separate monitors. But you know, who's got, Who's got the, the equipment to do that? And then, even more importantly, who has the personnel to do it? Exactly. Podcast mixing is a whole different thing.
1: Different animal.
0: Yeah. So, I, I would probably ask them for some recording or watch a stream of them, which doesn't tell me a lot. Uh, but then, I, if, if I got all the information, they still wanted to have more. I'd say, well, let's set aside a day or two for training and I'll come in and we'll meet and we'll. We'll figure it out, where we can start, where we can go, what are the goals. I give them homework to work on. Great. So uh, people have asked me to come all over the country. To try. And Maybe you can help me with this with your podcast. Uh, 2016, when I was still working with PreSonus and those guys, people would call me from all over the country and say, can you come to our church? And said, well, where are you? I'm in Portland, Oregon. I'm in New Jersey. How much is it going to cost you to fly me to Portland? Right. I and mean, your whole budget will be used up. I have my fees. And then you got airfare, rental car, and lodging. lodging. Yeah. I, I must know somebody in Portland who can help you. And I'll bet them and see if they're ministry-minded, because that's important. You don't want a guy just dropping F-bombs while he's trying to teach a right. church. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
1: <it happens. laughs> Ran into that, yes.
0: It happens.
1: Yes. Cool.
0: I, I thought of this idea called, I'm the MD, right? Worship MD, even though a, I'm not the worship doctor. It stands for market development. But people call me the worship doctor, MD. So the, the thing was going to be EMTs. Like, you can't get the doc? Can I at least get a physician's assistant? Right, right, right. right. So we're educating ministry texts. And I put the word out, and I about 250 people responded that I vetted that I have around the country. Oh, there wow. Angie's list, if you will or a home advisor, if you need training and you're in this area, I must know some people here. You know what I never did? I never pulled the trigger on.
1: Wow. Yeah, I would love to do that
0: with you, man. So we could create this network where churches locally can get some help. The other thing is called the Fellowship of Technical Ministries. Why don't you find other churches in your community the text, I don't care if they're a Presbyterian, if they speak in tongues or they believe in the Pope, you guys could get together because a fader is a fader. Yes, sir. The doctrine is not important. And if this guy knows a lot about video and this guy knows a lot about lighting and you know a lot about audio, you guys can connect on a monthly, bi-monthly basis. Yes. Get together network and help each other.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's my idea. That's a great idea. I, and I and I'd, I'd love to help you with all of that.
0: Yeah, so maybe we can collaborate on some of these things because yeah. you got like a reach with your podcast. I'm I'm not a podcaster. I'll be 70 this month. I was when the pandemic hit. I almost thought it was that was the end. So I'm just going to bag it right <laughs> off of the sunset on my Appaloosa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, amazing, amazing. Dead. definitely, man, definitely, we can definitely, definitely do that. So. Let's do this. I know you gotta run before you get out of here. We do this. We do this quick questions, okay? Rapid fire called thirty seconds and gone. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs of all ages. Here you are with thirty seconds and gone. Question number one: What is your favorite snare drum microphone?
0: Favorite snare drum microphone? It is a new one now. It used to be like something like an SM-57 or a Heil, um, but it's a ribbon. Really? KU, KU-5A. It's a super cardioid ribbon. Mm. It has very little proximity effect.
1: Oh, wow. I got I to gotta try even, that.
0: You can even use it for both. It, it, you can use it live. It's uh, not just a recording mic. The KU-5A.
1: KU-5A. Amazing.
0: like SM-7s for snare and stuff. I mean... 57s are in a pinch. They're going to work, you know. depending where you put it on the rim toward the center, that changes the tonality. Right. But that works and it's cheap. It's 80 bucks. KU5A is 1,000 bucks. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%
1: different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why not?
0: (laughs) But but I think you're going to see more and more ribbons come into play for live application. Wow. Because they just sound natural. It's the the closest microphone designed to a human ear. When we hear it. That's how a human ear sounds. It doesn't mm. have the bright, the bright shrillness of a condenser. It doesn't have that little mid-range spike that dynamics usually have.
1: Right. So. All right. Question number two. What was your favorite movie as a kid? My
0: favorite movie as a kid? Um. Probably uh, Old Yeller or Ben Hur. Old Yeller. <laughs> Oh, yelling
1: or bit her. Okay. <laughs> question number three. What was the first guitar you owned? I mean, excuse me. What's the first keyboard you owned?
0: A Vox Jaguar. Vox Jaguar. Learned on acoustic piano. My first rock band, I had a Vox Jaguar. Wow. Wow.
1: Last question. Five dinner guests, dead or alive, who would you invite? What was the question again? Five dinner guests, dead or alive, who would you invite?
0: Oh, wow. I'm going to center a lot. C.S. Lewis. Uh, G.K. Chesterton. St. Paul. <laughs> yeah, he have a lot to say. Keith Emerson. Keith Emerson, that's a nice he, table. Because he wasn't a God believer, so we'd have these three guys who could like, bring him into the fold. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, probably my grandfather, who my father didn't even know. I'd like to know what he was all about.
1: Wow. Amazing. Amazing. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls like to thank my guests. And so how can people get in contact with you? What's your contact information?
0: Bug at worshipmd.com.
1: Doug at WorshipMD.com. So there you have it. I hope you guys were impacted. I hope you guys got a lot of information. I hope you guys laughed a lot. We laughed a lot. We had a great time. And therefore, it transferred over to you. Like, share, subscribe, share. This information that's pertinent to the growth of your church. And our, our job is to try to make your Sundays three words amazing. So there you have it. Church Thank Sound Podcast.
0: So much, we'll talk tomorrow, so, okay?
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us, and I see you next time Have from you. the Church Sound Podcast.